We got like two guys in. I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If Come there on, was a it. song to sing, I oh, sing. Mike hit the stanky leg! I drink beer when I am sad. Double stanky leg, like he's about to fall, people. Flat. Now there's nothing left to say. So, so let's, let's go, go drink beer. beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And so! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer! What is up, everybody? The witch and Kurt are currently talking shit right now because Mike and Tom are too drunk to defend themselves. I was hitting my fucking fancy dance moves and Kurt leans over to the witch and goes, well, we now know why he's single. (laughs) (laughs) He did not. He did not. No, I just said, be a part two in the same night. I can already see this is going to get kind of obnoxious and awful. Oh, very, very. Um, Very uh, easily. But I think that the at least... The majority of our loyal fans enjoy that. Hey, at least we did like a semi. Wait, wait, wait! Productive part one. Okay, I can bang off of like two more <laughs> um, discrepancies between real life and the movie real quick All to right, keep us it. going on. Hit it! Hit it! Hold um, on! If you're just joining us, we're talking about Chicky Donahue, the man, the myth, the legend, the person movies oh. are made of. The greatest um, beer run ever. And what, in fact, um, I have not watched it yet, but I found in my research that a few years prior, Paps actually did a documentary on Chicky because the majority of the beer he took was Paps. So that's how he got um, the quote-unquote publicity to publish the book. Okay. So to say. You think that was just like gaining rights? Like Paps, like yeah, you took more Paps, right? We'll let you, we'll publish you. Uh, when you, Schlitz was like, it, oh, we have nothing wrong. You sorry. know, Kurt, Kurt Nobody drinks our shit. Sorry, <laughs> like, it, it's been a bad month for Schlitz, so you're gonna just have to go with Paps. Yeah. Um, Christine, his sister. Mm-hmm. In the movie, she argues with him that it's dumb to go, right? Mm-hmm. She actually didn't know he had gone until after he had left. And she asked her mom, hey, where's Chicky been? Oh, he went to Vietnam to take beer to his buddies. Oops. Yeah, she was quite agitated, but slash elated when she finally saw him again a few months later. Um, Arthur Coates, which in the movie played by Russell Crowe, legendary actor. Okay. That's the reporter. That's the reporter. Russell Crowe's in the movie? Yes. He actually is um, based off of like four or five different journalists. Okay. He's not an actual person. He's this part of this journalist that Chicky remembered. This part of this journalist. This part of it. So, that was... Real quick, yeah. back to the movie though. Who plays the tricky character? Anybody in particular or no? Zach Zac Efron. Zach Efron. Which that's why I said he's always gonna be my wildcat. So he's really young now. Like Well they No, not in, no, he's he's, he's only thirty right now. Like, well yeah, but Chicky Donahue was only twenty six when he oh, did this. Okay, okay, that makes sense now. Um I'm but, thinking like a retired Marine, you're thinking 40, 50, right. 25 yeah, no. years of service type of thing. No, no. He, he did his whatever the minimum was and was done. 
Actually, he, here's here's Chicky Donahue on who Zach Zach Efron was before filming this. I had no idea who he was. I had never heard of him. But my granddaughter told me he's this and he's that, so he passed the family test. And he's like Zach Efron's more like the um different genre of movies. Yeah, he was like the little teenage heartthrob, but he yeah, did yeah. he did play Ted Bundy. Did he? Um, but he actually turned out to love, like I said in episode one, Efron's commitment to the role, to where like constantly he was in contact with Chicky. Like, how did you feel with this? How did you handle this situation? And the direct quote from Efron's performance is, "I felt the same emotions watching him that I felt fifty years prior to going through." Yeah. So. So he's so, building this character, though, in all reality. Right. So, like, he... he Basically, what he's saying is nobody else could have played him better than Zac Efron. Which, I don't... That's, I mean, that's, I, that's neither here nor there, but... You know, to get that high of a praise from the subject that of the movie you're doing, I, that's got to mean something, right? Right, right, yeah. I, I gotta be honest, the whole time I was watching that movie, I was waiting for him to start singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't happen. So, anyways, he goes and sees, he sees his one buddy. Oh, those are the deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. They're the ones that didn't make the cut. Um, and is trying to figure out how to get to his third buddy. They get him on a helicopter, he's on the helicopter with another tourist quote-unquote, who has a translator and a Vietnamese guy. And they're interrogating him on this helicopter. Trying to get an answer, trying to get an answer. <coughs> now, meanwhile, this is making Chicky, like, crazy uncomfortable. Like, oh, my, what the hell am I about to see? Like, so he starts screaming at the dude, just tell him what they want, just tell him what they want, right? And the, so the translator's translating him and the other guy, and then the guy tells him whatever they were looking to hear, and the other tourist just throws the guy off the helicopter. Nice. Dang. And yeah. And the whole ride back to the base, the CIA guy's looking at Chicky. Like, trying to figure out, like, what do I need to make this guy fucking disappear? Right, like, why did they send you? They send you in to take me out and yeah. replace me? And then, you know, they land, and he goes, who are you? He goes, I'm just a tourist. And he goes, I'm a tourist, too. What are you doing here? Or something. And he said, I'll tell our travel agent that you said hi. And gets out, gets us off the chopper, and is like, I need to get the fuck out of here is in there trying to arrange transportation down to the last base where his other buddy is. And he's looking out the window and they're staring in. Episode one successfully posted. That's right. We did something right this week. We promise you at least every other week we won't fuck this up. Um, (laughs) So... They're staring at him, trying to kind of figure out, like, is this dude real? Is he legit? What the hell? And he was asking the one guy at the front desk for help, and they were giving him a hard time, hard time, hard time. And then he was like, "Yeah, dude, meet me out, meet me outside in the in the in the truck." 
I'll take you down. I'll drive you myself to the base. Well, something doesn't sit right with Chicky. That gut feeling that you should mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. always trust. Mm-hmm. Your brain, dumb. Heart, dumb. Gut, correct. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he's like peeking out. He goes into the bathroom. He says, oh, I need to use the bathroom before we go. And the guy said, oh, it's around the corner. So he goes in and he can see out to where the truck is and he's supposed to meet the guy. The soldier. Meet the soldier. Meet the soldier. And he's standing there and you can see the soldier kind of talking. While leaning back mm-hmm. to next to the canvas mm-hmm. on top of the truck. And then Chickie sees the CIA agent pull the canvas back. So he runs out the back, jumps the fence, and is now like in the fucking Vietnamese jungle. And this part's true, what's coming up. Mm-hmm. 100% true, except for the elephants. Uh, he doesn't recall seeing elephants okay. before it happened. Okay. And but. so he's running through the woods and falls down. And as he's about to get up, he sees the truck pull up and stop. So he's fucking like, well, I'm not standing up now, hiding for cover. They all get out, look for him, don't find him. He's fucking trucking down the road. And just some random... One of his buddies, actually, mm-hmm. was in the truck mm-hmm. that passed him as he was running. Now, that's the that's true part. Like, yeah, this random, this random chance occurrence, one in yeah. 150 billion. And What's that called? Like a whole bunch of trucks, a convoy. Convoy, a Random yeah. convoy just comes out of fucking nowhere. And he just, like, puts his hands up like, fuck. And then, all this, there is and then he goes... He hears, Chicky? <laughs> and he was like, well, I don't know. I remember that particular guy's name that he was going to see. Uh, I didn't write it down because I figured you would. Bobby? Yeah. Sure. We're wrong with it. It was. It was Bob, <laughs> Bobby Pappas. And he goes. It was Bobby. Yeah. He goes, Bobby. And he goes, yeah, it's Bobby. Chicky, what the fuck are you doing? I heard you were out here doing this. Are uh, you still fucking going? Halfway through the episode, Mike and Tom are halfway through the bottle. Yeah, and we're not going to be much further. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he picks him up. They take him to the base. He hands out his last beer to Bobby. I can't think of this as the third dude. How's it the last dude? Well, because the other guy, well, uh, we'll tell you about the other guys in a minute. Unfortunately, he doesn't get to see them, Kurt. Oh, yeah, the one got one ship back as he, mm-hmm. passed, he passed one. You're right, you're right, you're right. And the other one went to, from MIA to KIA mm-hmm. yeah. while he was over so there. So he was in the mission to find six guys initially? And they yeah. dropped down to four. Yeah. Because one passed and one died. Right. Right. And one was MIA. And so he sees this guy. And he's like, all right, great, man. I just got one more person to go see. And he goes, wait, you didn't hear about Tommy? And he goes, well, I heard he was missing, but I figured they found him. Oh, yeah, they found they him. They found him. What was left of him. Yeah. Unfortunately, Tommy didn't make it. So now he's like, all right, that's kind of the end of my mission. I need to get back because I got to catch this boat in like four hours. So they get him back to the port in Saigon, only to find out that the boat left the day before because they 
wanted all the cargo ships out of the out of the uh, marina because they in were which, concerned that Saigon might get attacked. In the movie, it sounds lighthearted what the captain says, but in reality, in my research, I found that it was much more of a smart-ass message he left with the embassy mm-hmm. for Chicky than a polite one. Yeah. Which, in the movie, is portrayed as, hey, Captain says we'll gladly take you back on if you can meet us in Manila. Yeah. But it was much more of the captain going, he's never going to fucking make it. Yeah. Tell him if he can meet us there, yeah. we'll pick him up. But if not... <clears throat> yeah, we're not waiting. And uh, so then, you know, he's kind of like, fuck... Well, I'm going to go see the journalists that I talked to before. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> all of a sudden now he's got a little bit more credibility before they were like, whatever. Man. Oh, because he had, because he actually had a picture, which mm-hmm. I saw uh, during my research. All right, you jumped the, you jumped the fucking cart there. That, well, I, I'm jumping it, but going backwards. Um, they actually, their picture side by side. Zach Efron and Donnie and Chicky from the same age look like brothers. Not quite identical yeah. twins, but they could definitely pass for fucking brothers. <laughs> like that that was a great job by that casting agent. Yeah. Well, I don't think he had a choice because <coughs> Zach Efron was playing that part no matter what. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, so he goes back to the hotel and he's sitting there with the um Arthur Coates. Yeah, with Arthur Coates and his crew. And, you know, they're talking and they're like, yeah, thank God, like, you know, it's been so peaceful. There's been like a um, ceasefire and blah, blah, blah. He goes, when did that ceasefire take place? And they're like, oh, like two days ago. And he goes, no, that's bullshit. And they were like, no, like the North Korean army proposed this ceasefire. And he goes, well, no one's told anybody out in the jungle that because when I was up, you know. And take this is the the taking taking. Yeah, whenever whenever I was up there seeing my one friend, like there was definitely a firefight. They're like, whatever. You're that guy that was delivering beer. You don't know shit. And he reaches into his pocket and goes, and they say, yeah, they say you don't know shit. They haven't let anybody any non civilian up there in weeks. And he goes, I've got this picture come out of my pocket to say otherwise. And then all of a sudden, they were. Super interested, like, wait a minute, what do you mean? And okay, where else have you been? <clears throat> and they're kind of thinking, oh, something is about to happen. And uh, that's the Battle of Kaesan that kicks off for control of Saigon. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting things in the video from that. And, um, I don't know, man. So eventually, though, they go to the consulate. Because <coughs> at this point, he's lost all his shit. Goes to the consulate, tries to get a new passport and visa, and they drag their feet, and then, you know, the Tet Offensive kicks in. Now he's stranded and in, in, in hiding, pretty much. Gunfire is breaking out on the streets. Eventually, he's able to get back on an oil tanker and makes it back to the city. And he rolls into the bar like, Mission I complete. did it. I'm back. Mission complete. Nice. And then um, he proceeds to go on and buy mm-hmm. 
Doc Fiddlers. Ran it for quite a few years and then sold it. Yeah, for, I mean for, then, for for quite yeah quite a decent. But he uh yeah. he he turned that place around from the reports I was reading yeah. and and he turned quite the profit on that sale. And then which they, they, they still meet, does, man. They still meet up there. All the guys like from mm-hmm. the neighborhood that he took beers to, and the other four friends. Once a year, they still meet up at that bar. And um, Chicky, um, after selling Doc Fiddlers, gets bored. So he becomes an urban miner for uh, the city. Digging train and uh, water tunnels. And then... Worked there until retirement age. Good for Chucky. That's, and that's, that's the last thing I got on him. So, I mean, I guess what we've been trying to say between episode one and episode two. (coughs) Is, um, black velvet caramel is a bad idea. It's not good for your, good for your health. But, (laughs) you know, if you're going to, if you're going to sit down with your friends and you're going to tell them some crazy story from when you've been drinking. If it doesn't involve you taking six cases of beer in a duffel bag to Vietnam. Or any war zone. You know, we'll, we'll give you that. Any war zone. Yeah, yeah. That's 31 days plus away. Did you really have an adventure? Right. So, it's time for another fucked up. Tom thinks he's funny Fridays. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get my my boo ready. Oh, <laughs> um, Mike, why are orphans so bad at poker? Why? Because they've never had a full house. Ouch. Hey, Becky. Yeah, Tom. When should condoms be used? Anytime you're near a woman. In every... Hold on! Sorry, buddy. The witch. The witch. Hey... The witch forgot to mention that um has cast a spell on you. Tom's gun has been unloaded. Yeah, Not now. Soon enough. <laughs> About forty-two Sorry, years late. Sorry, I lost my nieces and nephews. Anyways, when should condoms be used? When Tom? When Tom? In every conceivable situation. <laughs> the witch laughed. I don't care what you think. I'm not getting cursed tonight. You might be. All right, I'll give it to you. I like it. All right, one out of four. Two out of four because you like the silly one, too. You just won't admit it. I didn't like it. So, what do you get? What do you get if you mix an angry sheep with an angry cow? What's that, Mike? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Kurt, why did the sperm cross the road? Why, Tom? Because I put the wrong fucking sock on this morning. What? (laughs)
Hey, Kurt, do you know why so many men you have got, a foot wait fetish? Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is not going to turn in to Because they lost their virginity. 60, to suck. 62 minutes of every terrible joke Thomas fucking memorized. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Wait, hey, hey, Mike, how them flyers doing this year? So if you feel like you have a face for uh, radio, like myself, please send your resume to MikeHasADrink at gmail.com. I'll feed you and I'm funny. Does that count? <laughs> um, no, because it did not come to the email address. At Mike has a drink at Gmail. We only accept formal applications. Um, Becky, don't. He will legit fire me. Don't. <laughs> so, uh, huh. people, email uh, in at Mike has a drink at Gmail.com and save me. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. They're all going to email in and be like, yeah, get him the fuck out. It's but, like, I understand what's going to happen. Yeah, time. and then you're going to get kicked out next. And then I'm going to get fired, yeah. too, and it's going to be fucking... We're going to get to come the over. The witch has a drink. We're going to get to come <laughs> over, sit here and not say anything, while the witch and Kurt have a brew. <laughs> you can drink, I'll talk, and vice versa. All right, so we've been kind of talking about, like, crazy drunk adventures. Anybody have any that have popped into their head since? Um, the only one that I think I can say about Becky on air, sorry, the witch on air, is um, we were playing D&D. Oh, see? Wait, time out here a minute. Time out. We're not using names. I want to be something cool like the wizard or something then. <laughs> you don't have a wizard beard though, Kurt. Okay. You'll be um, the pirate. From this point. He's got both eyes though. Yeah, yeah but I mean, look, his shirt has oh, his, his name, name on it. The name will be. We're not going to tell you what the name is. Oh, you'll just have to guess by his voice next time he uh, guest stars and we mention him by his name, nickname instead of real name. Oh, we can take some emails. Oh, see there. Send us an email of what we should call Kurt at Mike has a drink at gmail.com. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> um. Alright, so oh, you're, you're gonna tell us the oh, story about, about the Becky. witch. Yes, yes, the witch. She um <clears throat> she comes busting into my room one night. Cause we were roommates. Cause I grew up with her and her ex. Like we've known each other since we were kids. Okay, so we're all living together. She comes busting in. She goes, Tom, rescue me. I said, so I jump up like all fucked off. Like, oh, what do we? I'm all cranked up already. So I'm like, whose ass am I whooping? And she goes, mine. And it's just face first, boom, straight down to the floor, snoring. I was like, my job is done. I had no idea what the hell was going on, but she is standing there like she busts my door open and she's standing there like this. I just, thank God the doorway was on either side or she was falling beforehand. <laughs> it was kind of pinball between the doorway. Yeah. 
I recall none of this, and that's not what I thought you were going to tell. <laughs> just mid-sentence, too, I think. Just... <laughs> and Tom, Tom being the, you know, good protector that he is, went, eh, looks good. Hey, I'm, I, I think I may have thrown a blanket on her. So. Uh, see, I mean, that would make you a gentleman. To be fair, he had his moments, like... Hey, when I say that I'm a fucking angel, there is... Uh, that's based on the true story. Yeah, we've all read that book. <laughs> So, okay, I thought you were going to tell the story about our bet at the bar the one night. So Tom and I were getting, were drinking together. Um, we were both single at the time, and the, the name of the game was Who Could Walk Home With More Phone Numbers. Um, huh. Was this the night that you introduced me to your uncle? Yeah. It's a little raw for PG-13. They don't let your kids listen to this one. Actually, it, <laughs> your kids I, shouldn't be listening anymore. If you're letting your kids listen to this podcast, we've got a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> we'll be emailing you. That's yeah. like you'll be hearing from our friends at um, CYS. Probably. That's like uh, you know. Side note, but same concept as Eminem. Market got a huge amount of heat for doing something like that. Like somebody brought a kid to one of his concerts. And then he stopped the music. He's like, what the fuck are you doing with a fucking kid here? Now that I know your fucking kid's here, dude, I'm going to fucking keep saying fuck just to fuck you up and your kid up. Hey, which, you know, he got a lot of heat because you shouldn't be. But then why in the fuck are you bringing a young kid to an Eminem concert? No, okay. wonder, no wonder he's like the <laughs> least popular candy. Oh, that was terrible. I mean, they're the ones that always die at Halloween. <laughs> Like the, the yellow show. one, the red Hold one on. always lives. <laughs> oh. Oh, he booed himself. I can, I can respect go. it, sir. I can respect it. I'm an equal opportunity pillar. All right, so you're getting phone numbers. All right, but we, we'd pick who each other. Guess who won? Yeah, but let's be fair. We'd pick who each other was going after. And sometimes we weren't nice to each other. Like, we would pick people that were slightly unapproachable. And Tom thought it was funny to send me after the hot girls. But he never knew it would backfire against him because I'd walk up and be like, Hi, my brother over here thinks you're really hot, but he's really shy. Can I get your number for him? You know, you know what's fucked up, though? I, I, that's when she would send me to dudes, that's the same shit I would say. Like, hey, man, my sister's real shy, but she thinks you're cute. We ran the same game on people. Well, like, obviously your night. your sales pitch sucks. I didn't always lose. Or you did that time. Well, that time, yeah, but. I think I think that time because there was definitely a lesbian crowd at the bar that night, so. I don't think those numbers were meant for him. No, she definitely walked away with that one. Okay. Because then once she found out that they were all on uh, Steph's team, um, she purposely sent me to nothing but. Uh-huh. <laughs> the rest of them. So then I flipped it up on her. I'm like, hey, my sister thinks you're real cute. <laughs> and they were. So whatever. It was okay. Let's go. Okay. Fair enough. So. Uh, one night. 
Okay, oh, I, 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 oh, right. I got a sl- another Slater story. Here, we're going to have on whenever we talk about Three Mile Island. Because Slater grew up there, and when I discussed that with him, he was like, I was pretty little, I don't necessarily remember it. And I said, well, then you better start watching some fucking movies, because you're our expert. And um, so we were all like... It wasn't even that major of a one. It was, dude. The whole whole town almost died. Whole town, though. Whole town compared to whole country, like over in, you know, Chernobyl. It, it, it wasn't the whole country. Dude. There's a, well, like. Larger area. More of a major metropolis. Well, and you know that, that I More mean. population than 1,400 people. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, like, the problem was that. In Chernobyl, they didn't have anybody working in the plant that could speak English. So they couldn't read the instructions. Are you fucking... Like, are you fucking with us, or is that no, real shit? No, I'm not being real. That? Nah, it's fucking with oh, you! Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like, Kurt's pulling out his phone, or looking I like... Kurt was about to fact check me. I needed to check out of there quick. Um... <coughs> No, basically, though, basically, we said this a couple... Maybe this, uh, that was on the Cursed episode, so I'm afraid to even bring it up. But we, we, every, like, major incident like that, planes crashing, um, the Ukraine with Chernobyl, with Three Mile Island, all of those things were caused by lack of sleep. Yes, we did that. cover this. Yep. Yes, New we did. parents... New parents with little babies. The Challenger, where the wrong, yep. where the wrong, the wrong rubber park. gaskets got mm-hmm. ordered. Yep. All from lack of sleep. So do you want your... Um, they say lack of sleep is more dangerous than driving drunk. Like, if you stay awake for more than 24, you actually drive more like an intoxicated yeah. person than an intoxicated person I hit, I person hit a does. bridge one time. You passed out pulling in your driveway after you asked your brother to get you home. Mm-hmm. He got you home? No, that's, that's not true. I didn't pass out. He just threw me in a ditch. So, and we've been talking about Chicky and his, like, crazy run, right? Right. And you guys thought we were going to have the witch on and, like, not throw this into her, <laughs> into her like, wheel way. You know, I, what I was going to do is I was going to surprise the witch. And I was going to do, like, research on paranormal and supernatural events in all of the areas that he visited and just sound really smart. But then I... I, I so... My ADD kicked in yeah. and I saw a shiny squirrel in the corner. So the witch was kind of, like, on the fence. Like, what do you... You know, I said, are you coming on this week? And she's like, well, I don't know. What are you talking about? And we told her. And I said... He lured but, me! But... For the number of people that have passed away over in Vietnam and never been found, you've got to have some haunted stories. There are, which is how he lured me. So, um... This is the witching hour! Ha-ha! <laughs> bum so, so let's talk a little bit about this. So, I, I know Vietnam historically... Uh, snafu? It is a snafu, and we are not going to pick apart too much of that, but there's a little tiny piece of we have to talk about. Um, has anybody ever heard of Operation Wandering Soul? Nope. Okay, so this was a United States psych warfare movement. 
they took the Vietnamese belief that if you weren't properly buried, your soul was forced to remain in this realm and wander. What these guys did is genius slash torturous. Um, um, there, one thing could be the both of those, depending on which side you're looking from. Exactly. So remember, they took remember, remember, people. History is written by the winners. The victors, yes. So they took recordings um, of people in Vietnamese talking about, I'm dead, you should return to your homes, my soul is trapped here, and then they would take the sounds of people walking around, and they would play these over loudspeakers in the jungle. So there'd be nobody to see making the noise, and you wouldn't see any of... Like the speakers, or they'd even play them out loud from planes. Like they would right. blast the sound um, down on people. You know, in all fairness, though, the Vietnamese tried the same thing, because but they didn't do their research. Now this is from a movie, but is also true. What they said on their pamphlets was what was said in the movie was. You stupid Americans, while you're here, your wives and girlfriends are at home having sex with Bart Simpson and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so so Wait, in like, Vietnam? Yeah. Th- that's what the Vietnamese dropped on the Americans. Bart Simpson didn't even exist then. It wasn't Bart. It might have been Fred Flintstone mm. and Burt Reynolds. Sorry. But I know what you're talking but about. But still, yeah, but it was... But, so we spent a lot of money, like... And it's something that's not talked about. But this was one of the wars where PSYOPs was the most used. Now, they don't haven't even released all of what was done. A lot of it's still, like, I, blacklisted. I, I'm one of the believers that there definitely is a, a PSYOPs force for more than just one country. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, uh, but near 100% on that. But so this Wandering Soul operation... Played on their belief that your dead have to be treated in a certain way or their soul stays here. So much to the fact that the Vietnamese currently in their jungle forest areas today still won't go out alone because they feel that people are watching you. And if wow. you have to cut down what? wood or lumber, you have to pray and do rituals in order to have those spirits that possess the trees move on or you will be <coughs> cursed for cutting them down. Hey, hey, um, Mike. Yeah? Do you know, uh, building off of that belief, what, I'm going to say close to 100% of surviving Vietnamese soldiers did after the war? They all buried their boots in the jungle. Okay. Because apparent, I I don't know the their logic behind it, but that that's um like their way of saying I'm done with the you know okay. this is uh, this is no longer part of my life. I'm built, but you know yeah. Also, I mean, all of their boots are. Buried it makes in. sense because unlike our soldiers, they're still there. Oh, well, we do still have a lot of. We do. Piss off the backside somewhere. Ah, uh, just don't pee on the dog. The dog outside. Yeah. 
crazy one? No. no. The crazy one's still in jail. So. There's no one outside. Yeah. The lady is. They also had, um, y'all know a lot of this was tunnel warfare. Yes. Sure. The tunnel rats. Yep. Yeah. Like, tunnel rats. Th- this was the, um, and I-, I do not say this term in a derogatory manner at all. This is where the quote-unquote little guy shined. Yeah. The shorter you were, the skinnier you were, the better you were, the better tunnel rat you were. But you still didn't have a very long career as a tunnel rat. No. No, no which is where one of the sayings of fear an old man in a profession where men die young. Lots of them died due to, like, bullets, shrapnel, vipers, scorpions, natural... Scorpion, or, um... Cave-in. Vipers and, perp- and um, um, purposeful cave-ins mm-hmm. were the number one and two. So... There are a lot of Vietnamese that still live in these areas where these tunnels used to be who believe that you can't even plow the land and use it for, like, farming and stuff because it's tainted by the spirits and all the bloodshed that have occurred in these tunnels. And it would be disrespectful to the, the bodies of those that were never recovered, too. So, in a way, it's <coughs> sa- sacred. That's, that's, uh, that's honorable to me. Because, you know, they are, even the American dead, they're still honoring. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it wasn't just Americans that were well, yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. There were Australians and yeah, New Zealanders yeah. were apparently really popular for going down That's in the holes. Right. Well, yeah, because Australians and New Zealanders are fearless. Um, Stereotypically. One of the most... Like Crocodile Dundee uh, took down an entire gang with a Bowie knife just by pulling it out. I mean, that, that's gangster legend. Level. One of the most interesting buildings that I read about while looking up some of this stuff was um, it's, it's called the President's guy. Building. It was in guy. Saigon. So. Whoa! During. Whoa! Oh, Mike just put scotch on top of my. Um, Toasted caramel. Oh! Oof. Oh, I might hit the big boy this, and I don't know if I can. Tom's going <laughs> to we're gonna lock that back up. Give him a bag. <laughs> this is gonna get ugly. I'll just open the window. I'll be good. I'm already kind of getting nauseous seeing this. Happen. All right, the liquor cabinet has been locked up. I can have the. Is that the rest of the drill? No. Then put it back in its bed, man. No, I've, I've got it locked up right now, so you can't pour it into my cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you boys. Oh. Tommy, Tommy. No, I'm not big boy in that. Mm mm. Uh, I will not survive without Hey, listen, in my defense, that was Kurt's idea. <laughs> I wasn't saying put it in the same cup. That's what it sounded like. I mean, you didn't say not to. Uh, I should give <laughs> the little boy. Oh, my God, it smells like the scotch is sitting on top of the whiskey, not mixing with it. It's not true, though, because I saw it swirly swirl. I know, but smell it. No. Yeah, it smells like oh. the scotch is laying on I, top. I got a little whiff of it. <sighs> <laughs> Woo! Look, look, All right, people, this it. might you, be the first time in Mike has a drink history that Tom pukes on air. But out of the, not in the same room. Just, I hey, mean, you're just fucking spilling shit. I am so, spilling it. You're not going to be using that fucking technique around here, pal. <laughs> 
The spilling sip. Woo! Spilled three quarters of the cup mm. and took a sip of the last. Are we ready? Three, three, two, one, hit it. Oh, that's a big oh, boy oh, shot. Oh, damn. That is rough. Oh! <laughs> oh! 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 Um. Jesus. That Tom's was, just gonna hang was, back for that a was second. Awesome, Tom. <laughs> That might Tom's get you an extra dad joke next week. You're allowed to tell one and a half. <laughs> oh my god! Mike! <laughs> I don't give a shit how funny Kurt thinks it is. Don't do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. He's not allowed to tip people off. <laughs> yeah, Tom. <laughs> Give another one. Yeah, what the fuck? Tom, here, Tom, you want some more? Where's that? Where's that fucking scotch? Yeah, hand that to me. I'll pour my own cup. Let me see yours real quick, too. Nope, mine's covered. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus, In my own defense, I was trying to tell him to give you the short man cup that he tried to give me earlier. That oh, yeah, no, no, no. He just went, good, 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 good. I'll tell yeah. that one. That, that's a Canadian asshole is They're They're assholes, but they're assholes in a funny, friendly way. That's right. Well, that's fair. So, <laughs> moving on. All right. My funny, my funny drunk story is that one of my friends was taking a shot of one thing. Is this? And I dumped. Is this another slater? <laughs> I dumped. I, oh. <laughs> oh no! This is, this is a mic. This is a fresh memory. That was a moment. <laughs> you guys were here for a moment. If it makes you feel any better, I was borderline nauseous oh. watching that happen. If it makes you feel any better, I'm going to be very shortly once it, my stomach realizes what the fuck just happened to it. <laughs> that was rough. Any more spooky stuff? Absolutely. Uh, so, so I should have fucking asked. Oh, oh, I should have changed the subject. Off air. We gonna have a combo? Got yes, you. we do. Got you, bro. All right, so in Saigon, they built this thing called the President's Building. It was 530 rooms, and it housed um, all sorts of the military. So, when it was constructed, it is, it is claimed that they buried four virgins, one at each corner, so that the building maintained proper feng shui. So, this building apparently is mostly vacant now. There's like 20 tenants. Everybody else is gone because they can't stand it. All the noise. There are random shrieks. Um, the sounds of military parades marching through the hallways. People have even seen a soldier with a smaller Vietnamese girl walking up and down the hallways. So when you want to go visit, <coughs> go check it out. Maybe stay there. Tell me how it goes. I'm going to pass on that one. Actually, which? That sounds like a family trip. <laughs> I don't know what family you talking about. Yeah, because the fact that you said that, you're I'm out. <laughs> Hopefully you got somebody else, some other sucker in mind. Oh, oh I'm being uh, loved on right now. Um, that's fun. And I got one more fun thing As long as I don't have to you. be part of that. So, I got one more fun thing for you. Oh, you might either go with us or buy oh, the tickets. That's oh, wow. Ooh. I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> so, and I'm going to murder what these things are called. They're called batutus. Sorry, my Vietnamese is terrible. Um, American GIs called them rock apes. They were seen throughout the jungle. They were essentially... Vietnamese Bigfoots. Vietnamese Bigfoot. Yep. Five foot tall, red, hairy, and would fling boulders at tall. GIs. 
Sounds like a Bigfoot to me. Like Dude, people are smaller over there. Big feet. It's not how big you are. Oh, okay. Listen, people are smaller over in Asia. They yeah. are. Yeah, I guess. I mean, five but they would big foot. Except Hitomi yeah. Tamaka. When they said boy. these well, well, rockets fought on the side of the Viet Cong and would yeah. throw giant rocks at the uh, soldiers to try and drive them off. Not just American soldiers either. No, French Canadian soldiers would say the same thing. Vietnamese as well. Mm, yes. Although it's widely debated that if they were throwing them at the Vietnamese or at the people the Vietnamese were fighting, um, the the few legends that I have heard, both Vietnamese and foreign forces were taken out. So according to legend, it, it, it's it's a toss up on whether or not they took out their countrymen on purpose. You know, I'm gonna say that that was caused by opium. Well, I know the war. Food. Very much. Oh, wait, no, we're not. We're not going. We're not going I do know drug use was a big thing. I'm talking like, about I've the, the, well, the five foot tall Bigfoots. I don't know. A lot of people claim to have seen them. So, and not just American soldiers, which are the ones that have said. Canadian sick. soldiers have said it too, Mike. You can't discredit Canadians. Which oh, except for Celine why didn't you tell us about Canadian Rambo? My hot shit! You don't know about Canadian Rambo. Yes, Canadian I get to tell Rambo. you something. It's not spooky, but he's fucking awesome. All right, you got my attention. I'm hold it. on, hold on. We All have right. 45 minutes left. Okay. okay, okay. So, Canadian <laughs> Rambo. Rambo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> As Mike and Tom are fighting over the buttons. Yeah. fair because my but, dad but, my dad was born in Canada but fought in Vietnam as here, a US soldier. You gotta hear his citation and this is a mouthful so bear fucking with me. This is why I'm like it's Canadian Rambo. His citation is for conspic conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty. He distinguished himself while serving as an assistant machine gunner during the defense of fire support base Illingsworth. When the base became under heavy enemy attack, he engaged in a numerical with numerical superior enemy. With the machine gun and rifle fire from his defensive position until both weapons malfunctioned, he then used hand grenades to defend himself and attack the enemy directly. After eliminating all but one of the enemy soldiers in the immediate vicinity, he pursued and disposed of the remaining soldier in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Despite a fragment wound from an exploding grenade, he regained his position, carried more seriously wounded comrades to an aid station, returned, 
was wounded a second time by enemy fire, disregarded his own personal injuries, moved his position through a hail of small arms and grenade fire, realized his defensive sector was in danger of being overrun by the enemy, unhesitatingly assaulted the enemy soldiers by throwing hand grenades and engaging in hand-to-hand -hand combat. He was wounded yet a third time, but determined efforts successfully drove the enemy from his position. Securing an operable machine gun, Sergeant Lemon stood atop an embankment, fully exposed to enemy fire, and placed effective fire upon the enemy until he collapsed from multiple wounds and exhaustion. He regained conscious at the aid station and refused to be medically evacuated until his more seriously wounded comrades had been evacuated first. You know what? I I'm a god and I'm Rambo. And, and, no. That, that, that's the real Rambo, motherfucker. That's a goddamn man. Okay? John, and, and, and I don't mean man as a male. That's a goddamn him. Like, top shit. I, I'm going to call podcast timeout. Only because if you give me a shitload of grenades, I'm gonna defend some shit myself. <laughs> might take a little shrapnel you know, myself. You know, I might not have held one. Everybody, everybody says you give me a shitload of grenades, I'm gonna fucking tear shit up until you're given a shitload of grenades. It is time to tear shit up. You know, I'm pulling the pin in my ass. You know, you know, you know, that's like the old saying is everybody wants to be a gangster till it comes time to do gangster look, shit. Look, I talk shit all week to my kids about how I'll kick their ass in Madden or MLB the show until it's time to play. And then I'm begging for mercy. And next week, what's he doing? I'm talking, We're talking shit again. again. Next week, <laughs> I'm talking it after like they come back in the house because I threw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you this time, fucker. <coughs> so, okay. So we're now we're kind of talking about some Vietnam stuff. So, um, very, the, very, very dark. They, well, I'm, and I'm not going that way. Right. Okay. I yeah. read a book. Just one in your entire life. <laughs> Probably from start to finish. Um, <coughs> because in high school, we had, we had a political science class, and we had, we had to read a book and you know do a subject. So we were handed like eight pages worth of shit. Pick a book. Okay. What book did you pick? So I picked a book um, that was about Car Carlos Hanth Hancock. Hancock. He's the what a name. first porn star. Well, he could have been. Um, <laughs> but but he, he was the first and had the record for, well, pretty much until uh, Chris Kyle, um, for the most confirmed kills in an active war zone. He, he was probably the greatest sniper especially in Vietnam, they had bounties out on this guy's head and they would send snipers into the woods and they would wait there for weeks just hoping that he would cross paths. Mm -hmm. um, he had 108 confirmed kills. And the thing that really stuck with me from the book was he knew that he was kind of like 
on the list when guys on random patrols would disappear and end up hung on a tree hmm. and every now and then they're getting shot kind of like torture so that he would put them out of their misery so that the other snipers could see where the fire where was coming from right and um and kind of shortly after that like that was he was like all right and then and he was in like one of the he got kind of like a typical typical injury over there you're in transport and you run over a landmine um he survived but i mean if you ever get a chance to read that book it's crazy like the, the, you, the, you know, I'm, the Chris I'm, Kyle. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write it down. What's it called? I'm going to call a podcast timeout. Whoa, whoa, hold on. If Before you, you call that timeout, I'm calling a timeout on your timeout, Kurt. <laughs> if you give Kurt a sniper rifle and 12 grenades, he will hold the line. <laughs> He'll hold the fucking country. That's right. What was the name of this book, Mike? Because I want to write it down because I want to read it. Carlos Hancock. American Sniper. Or no, it's one shot, one kill. So I got one more creepy Vietnamese fact. Go ahead, witch! I, I might not snipe 108, but I might snipe 8. With a rifle that can shoot a mile. That's fair. That's fair. Hey! Nah, I'll say that off air. <laughs> so, you're all dudes. Wait, hold on. I thought we were done with the creepy. That's why I changed the subject. I got one subject. more for you. And it's Damn. not that bad, it I keeps promise. keeps fucking coming back, man. Yeah, well, I live here, so, you know. <laughs> In the land of the creepy. <sighs> so, um, did any of you ever play light as a feather, stiff as a board as a kid? No. Okay, so Tom knows what I'm talking about. The That's right. not That's real, real anyways. Yes, Isn't it? it is. No. Are you, I, no, okay. Okay. Okay, whatever. All I know is I'm on a heel with two fingers, and... She's you can no. be a whole human. This and fucking says, offensive line, man. I thought it would be bigger than that. <laughs> no, no, that's after I pull my fingers out and then I, I send my oh, little stop, man. Stop, stop. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, back, back God to damn it. You open the door, I crash through oh, like the fucking oh, Kool-Aid, man. Oh, like, God. hey. Listen, right, right. listen. Okay, so no, that was that's that not was where we were that going. was rapey, Tom. That was rapey. That was not rapey. We, we were talking about you having your fingers on her heel. No, Kurt was not. No, you were talking about lifting her up by her heel, right? And then you were. Kurt was definitely like, was not. Right. Kurt definitely no. went okay, there. Okay. And then I said, Tom, I re- thought it was rewind it, bitch. Rewind it. Kurt went there. I followed him. Okay, so, I think so had too much we're, we're arguing over whether or not <laughs> yeah, no, it's no real. more scotch caramel for you. <laughs> okay, so I appreciate that truly, I do. For those of us who have played light as a feather, stiff as a board, you know what this game is all about. <laughs> so you're talking about you're like levitating somebody like yes, yes. Two light yes. as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes, okay. And this person starts gravitating. Yes. Uh, so the, v- the Vietnamese have their own version. It requires get two more people here, and we'll find, or three more people here, and we'll find out. We don't do any voodoo because voodoo you need one on each heel, house. one on each arm, nope. and one on each shoulder. Nope. No. So we'll, agree, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Tell me about the, in Vietnam. Okay, so the Vietnamese version requires eight people. You I don't question it, I just follow seven it. Seven pole bearers and your your 
person to be lifted. You're a dead person. Okay, so eight. I was wrong. I said seven total. Well, well it's theirs, eight. Is, theirs is a little different. So that would be nine. You need eight eight people total. No. So theirs is called pole bearing. So I want, instead of saying light as a feather, stiff as a board, you go around. <laughs> it's, it's, it's caramel. I'm good. You go around and you stay away from my everyone shit. is asked. What are they doing? You're not roofing in me, brother. And the answer is, I am not again. Here. Never happening again. Oh, the witch just stole the whiskey. Oh, she's filling my cup up. Okay. Give me your cup. I'm good. Look, I'm good. Well, then start drinking. No, I'm afraid you're gonna stick something in there. Oh, no. The witch is in control of the liquor now. After I smelt that scotch. Uh... Hey, the witch is in control of the liquor now. You can uncover. Mm -hmm. I'll back up. No. Okay. Go ahead, finish your story. Okay, so... I think Mike's just quitting drinking. We got Possibly. eight guys, eight people total. Wait, no is left. it... So somebody so goes it's, around it's asking, seven, what are you doing? It's seven people and then the dead person. Yes, and your dead person. Um, The dead person, six on the side, and one Under in head. charge. Oh. So, well, in, right? this, in this case, the, the seven ones at your head, but they what are a, in charge. What a total story. And they ask Stop everybody... What are you doing? Go around and go. What are you doing? Oh, oh no. This, is, this is what the witch and I do because... The answer is, I am pole bearing. And they go around and they keep asking everybody, what are you doing? And the answer to everything is, I am pole bearing. Okay? And you, everybody repeats that and keeps repeating that until you start lifting this person up. <coughs> like a pole bearer. Like when you're carrying a coffin. But now you have your person who is pretending to be dead. You lift them up and you carry them. In their belief system... It's not that you and your six buddies and your two little fingers are what's in charge. It's actually that you have called the ghosts, their spiritual ancestors, your dead loved ones to help haul this soul out and into the next life. Nope. I feel like... Nope. I feel like I knew that because you told me that before. No, we haven't talked nope. about that. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. Like... No, are you no, sure no, in our no, like no, almost no, 30 no, no, years no. of knowing each other? Are you sure? I'm no. Sure, no. No. Then that must be part of the lucid I'm dreaming we got to talk right about now, here in a minute. We're not doing that in this house. I don't want any more spirit spirits than necessary in here. I'm not calling spirits from the past. But my All spirits are from the past. Well, then they're not coming. They're not invited. Theoretically. None of them are invited, then. Well, there is a theory that is gaining a lot of popularity no, that you can actually there's, be haunted by your wait, future wait, wait, have descendants, too. a scary movie, like yeah. a mock-off of... Yes. With, like, the... Hugh, not the Hugleys, but the... Wayne, Wayne, Wayne's brothers, brothers, yes. Remember that one girl got had that ghost, like, pattern all over the bed? Yeah, and then ran away when she said we're a couple now or something like that. So what are we now or something? And he's like, Boop! gone. Well, we're not having those kind of ghosts here either. <laughs> Mike is that kind of ghost. No, I'm. That's. Tom is joking. That was a, that was a Tom shot at Mike. Not the truth about That's Mike. That's fair. That's fair. That's all right. That was <clears throat> that. If if that was a dad joke, it would have been semi funny. Um, you know it's. But since it wasn't, never mind, never shut up. I'm because since it wasn't, hey, um, actually, all right, I got it. You know what's a oh, semi funny dad? You oh, know what's a semi funny oh, dad joke? Not if it involves Mike, it's not. Uh uh. Me. Um, I don't get it. I took that dark. <laughs> Next subject. Okay. Oh, what the hell? 
Um, all right, so back because to like... Because that's not how originally that, I mean, thought of it. It's okay. I get where you're kind of trying <coughs> to go with that one. Um, so, old fucking Slater... Oh, we're finally into the second we're, Slater we're story. Back to second Slater. Oh shit! What Where you going, Wedge? Holy shit, Wedge! What'd you do? No, no, no! Bullshit! Bullshit! You get up and walk away. Liquor starts falling out the fucking locked cabinet. What did you do? I didn't do shit. All right. So. Like. All right. This is not a- just the door came off, yeah. which happens because it's yeah. not attached, but. Yeah, there's three bottles on the floor. That were uh, not there beforehand. So, please um, send us emails. One for me, one for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's about what we're You know what? Hey, okay. that, that, guess what? You know what? Your house ghosts are trying to help yeah. us out, man. Yeah. You're getting the gym. You know what, dude? Your house ghosts are cool as shit. They're like, here, yeah, fellas, you need this shit. Just, just yeah. refill me, yeah. ghost. <laughs> You're getting the gin, though, Tom. I'm not drinking that. Oh, I don't drink gin either. Or peach. What's the Again, other one? The gin's kind of party. I'm staying away from it. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Some Some citrus vodka. Oh no. Rum. Okay. Okay. No. 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 I'll. I'll go with. I'll what go happened? With, um. The. You don't know what happened. Yeah. What you <laughs> don't know. Come on, witch. You don't know. Okay. Now y'all gonna sleep at night because I'm gonna curse every one of y'all. No, don't do that. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you. Tom knocked this thing down and kicked three bottles. And he's trying to blame you. Wow, Mike Mike not threw me under the bus. He's driving that motherfucker too. (laughs) If I like leave, is the curse not work? No. Do you do it? Do you do it? You don't want that. Is that rum? It's gin. Mm, it's piney. Yeah, yeah, it's a pine tree. It's like eating. It's like chewing on a pine needle. The only reason I have this gin is because <laughs> gin is not bad if you mix it with like. Yeah, but I bought it. Oh, it I bought it. I bought it when I was crossing the border at the motherland. Ooh. And the only reason I bought this one instead of like Tangeray and all that stuff was because it used to have the cute little bowler hat on it. In all fairness, we've only bought. Wines because of the pictures on the corks. I drank some real shit gin before in my life. Like oh, some real shit like yeah. Gordon Brothers you, gin. I, I, you, I, I, <laughs> I down for like nine bucks. I, I don't want to mention. I mean, that's not the um, worst the, gin I've ever drank, but no, I, I don't want to mention the um, person's name or the gin company that they own, but. It, it sounds like something with flying. You better not be fucking Ron Reynolds right now. Actually, I can't say anything. I've never had it. That is the best gin. Aviator is the best fucking gin I have ever had. See, I thought that was bullshit, but... No, dude, that shit is smooth. I'm not going to try it. Yeah, it's it's worth it. So you're so, not sucking on the pine cone? Oh, so I thought you were no, like... No, 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 You can, you can give him you, you, you get a little bit at the end. Yeah. But it's not like punch you in the face pine tree like you're chewing on a pine needle. Yeah, like you have an IPA. <laughs> Which, maybe that's the kind of gin I need to drink then, because I like IPAs. So back to fucking Slater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad, brother. Our bad, brother. I... I we keep getting distracted. Well, no, the witch is bad because yeah. she got a... Bo- no, no! No, no, because, no, 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 no. Because you walked away and your Aurora went with you, mm. so shit was allowed to come in and just knock that shit over. Yeah, keep your Aurora Borealis. 
That's areolas. Oh, wait. No, I'm pretty Bottom sure. Bottom right where they should be. I'm pretty here. sure that's a different Bottom rainbow. Bottom right lower. <laughs> hey, that's one of the ends of the rainbow. Yeah, the other one is on the other so side. Forget the pot of gold. Um, What's on the front end? I'll let you know if I ever make it there. We didn't, we, yeah, we, we, neither one of us going that far. Um, Where is this going? Slater! Back Slater! 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 Slater. So the first thing I ever said to Slater... Slater, you were the hero. Zach was the dick on the show. First thing I ever said to Slater when I met him, he goes, oh, my name's Slater, and I said... All right, see you later. Whose fucking parents would name their kids Slater? Yeah. And, and at that point, that's when I realized I probably wasn't made to be in a fraternity. Mm. But he, he, he got... It says one who revenge. rose pretty high yeah. in the fraternity yeah. ranks. He got some revenge on me and it evened out. Slater's actually responsible for my worst grade point average ever in a semester because I used to have to walk past where he lived. And he would sit out on his porch and wait for me to walk past and be like, where are you going? Class? No, I don't think you are. And I'm like, no, no, I really am. And then he would cast some kind of spell on me. It probably had to do with like him cracking open a beer and saying. What, was it the sound or the smell in the wind? It I'm was, betting it sound. Was, it was the sound. He I'm would betting sound. It, he would set it down and say, "Classes in session." Yeah, well, whatever. Whatever metaphor. Yeah, whatever fraternity thing we used to say. I can't remember now. That's because I was always so drunk. But um, you need to come over here and drink this. Basically, like called fraternity number on me or whatever. Right. He, he so he pulled rank. Yeah. So I can't be a puss. Off I went. And then a couple hours later, I'd go, Fuck! Wasn't that supposed to do something? <laughs> Slater! <laughs> you fucking did it again! Like, I just missed three classes! Um, no was, homework. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Way to tie that yes, up. sir! Slater was fighting for my right. I didn't realize it, but he was right. fighting for my right to party, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking boy. loving Kurt. No, I have a great, fantastic Beastie Boys story. Uh, Real quick. Hold on, I didn't even get to tell him. That was not okay. my Slater story. Okay, let me write my shit down so I don't forget That's it. That's fine. <laughs> just shut up for 30 yeah, seconds. Just shut the fuck up, Tom. I'm trying to, I've been trying to tell this story since like minute 84 of the last episode. Hurry up, hurry up. So, I'm writing my shit down. And Mike just puts his hand in my notebook. Hey, this is not about you right now. <laughs> this is about Slater. Fucking okay. Slater. I go back. So, I'm distracted. Go right, away. Right, right. So, we're standing outside. We're having a party. It's hot as fuck in the house. So, I'm like, I need to get some air. So, I stand on the porch. And Slater's standing there. And there's a couple pledges. And I was like, fuck. I need to just walk Oop. back in the house. Uh, whoop. Tom's pants caught the uh, stool and took it with him. Uh, I'd say the same thing, but mm -hmm. a couple toasted mm -hmm. scotches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your toasted Joras. 
And um Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have said that. I was gonna get him again, Kurt! I know, I know. No, he, I would never do that again. I did it once, that's it. Yeah. So I was like, I stepped out. No, well, there's not much else left. We've done a pretty good job of killing everything in here. But so I step out on the porch. I look. I see Slater. I see three pledges, and they've got like this deer in the headlight look in their eyes. And I was like, "Fuck!" (laughs) Start to turn to go back inside, and he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "Yeah." And there were a few of us that were probably not very stable at the time. But someone would hit you with, what would you do for brotherhood? Right? <laughs> right, what which is funny. So, yeah, which is funny, right? Because I was the wrong dude to ask. Because I <laughs> normally I'd be like, fuck. Pretty much. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, we're not doing that. Well... So, I'm in a short sleeve shirt, and he's like, what would you do? And I was like, nothing, man. I'm like, Slater, I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm over this. Like, we're not doing anything dumb for brotherhood. <coughs> he's talking and talking and talking. And next thing I know, I feel this fucking burn on my forearm. He put a cigar out on my forearm. Ow. Right? Ow. And to this day, when I go to take like a TB test for work or whatever, they won't give me the initial test anymore because it looks like I have a mark from tuberculosis. <laughs> so I get escalated up to like step two, and every time, I, every time I'm like, "Fucking Slater, fucking Slater, <laughs> what a dick." So fuck you, Slater. Not really. He's not a buddy of yours. Oh, he's a good friend of mine, actually. <laughs> so I can. I was hear like war stories about mm-hmm. Slater. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. My, this is the Mike uh, referred to Beastie Boys, That's or Kurt did. Kurt did. Kurt did right with the fight the right to party. So, I I used to work um, delivering furniture, and yeah, as and they load the truck up and say no sleep till Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was constantly on Team No Sleep, but that's a different subject. Yeah, no, that's because uh, you were on the um, Brass Monkey. <laughs> yeah, funky Monkey. Who would send you intergalactic. Intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Mike, you and I could go back and forth for I'm hours I'm with done. this. I'm done, I'm done. So, one of my helpers that I was training for somebody else, because... I rose through the ranks of this company to where the only time I ever went on on deliveries was to train new drivers and new helpers. That was it. And the one guy I trained as helper, his name was Jimmy. Jim. Jim was a hillbilly. Jim had a truck named Old Blue, which was a 73 Chevy square body that he rebuilt from the ground up. His pride and joy. Well, Jimmy was also from somewhere in Kentucky, I think. And Jimmy talked like this. Like, no bullshit. And Jimmy talking to you. So we called him Hillbilly Jimmy. You got to lift the truck you rebuilt from the ground up. You speak with that accent, 
Hillbilly Jimmy. Well, I'm training Jimmy, and of course, Hillbilly Jimmy loves country music. Well, when Tom's training you, and Tom's a driver, Tom listens to rock. Tom has the radio. Driver has radio, passenger reads map. That's how Tom trains you. Even when you were a driver, wow. you would have, like Kurt, if I was training you to be a driver, I'd be reading the map telling you where to turn, when to turn. Now, because, again, th this is showing how old I am. You know, you actually had to know how to read a map book because you had to pay for easy. monthly GPS. That was easy. Yes, you just, oh, it's... You just went to AAA and had them print you out a trip tech. <laughs> All right, so where are we at here? Where are we at here? So, anyways... Billy Jimmy. So, country music. All I ever knew this dude to listen to was country music, right? <laughs> so, one day I told him, because, you know, I, I try to be a nice guy. You know, I'm not going to hog the shit. We'll listen to some... We'll listen to your stations, you know, every couple of days or whatever. So the one day I'm back on, uh, back when it was still Rock 104, you know, 103.9, uh, Fight for Your Right to Party comes on. And just at the perfect time, Hillbilly Jimmy reaches up, turns on the radio, stares me dead in the eyes and goes, kick it. And then turns the radio back up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All I did was just fucking laugh. Like I almost had to stop the, the truck. Story about Beast Boys. I was left so fucking hard. <laughs> In the background on what's the new rock state ninety three three or what? Right, right. Yeah, sure. I think it's called. I, I bounce around the station. They're usually sports radio, but I had ninety three three with the Wolf playing, and it was down low enough that I couldn't even hear it because of whatever else going. I had the kids in the car, and my son says to me, "Hey man, turn this up. It's Beastie Boys." I said, "What?" He's a 13-year-old kid. Like, how do you even know the Beastie Boys? <laughs> so I know, whatever, cool, I like Beastie Boys. I crank it up. And he's, like, singing along to it. I'm like, what in the world? How do you have access to this? But, obviously, you have access to anything these yeah. days. Right. Oh. Uh, another but piece. he, like, knew the lyrics of... Do you want to talk about music? No Sleep Till Brooklyn or Fight for Your Right for Real, real quick, before my high drunk, I mean, um... Elevated, intoxicated, no longer driving self says, and I lost it. Never mind. All right, well that's all right. I got, I got. Hey, hey, hang on, hold on. Yeah, I, I no, I interrupted the witch, which is why I lost my shit because she's like, and it went out, gone. She did that. Bobbity bibbity boo. So you're talking about? Yeah, you saw the hair motion, didn't you, fellas? Yeah, thank you. In music. So I worked at the college a few years back, and what it was a college? It wasn't the greatest college ever. Right? No, 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 okay. no, no. Because we will not have any so, bad stories. No, no, it's not a bad story. Ever. It's it's fun. It's I find it funny Slipping and it kind of hurt a little bit. So I was working at the college and I'm a housekeeper. Oh, These two dudes are having this conversation about classic rock and their favorite classic rock group, and I'm like, oh. I'm like. Well, I know where I this love, is going. I love classic rock, so I'm like listening intently as I'm walking behind them pushing my little cart. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they're going to talk about like some Led Zeppelin or some ACDC yeah. or something like classic rock, right? And the one kid turns to the other one and goes, my favorite classic rock group is Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> I fell down and pissed myself because 
That is my music. That it. is not classic rock. That is not classic rock, but I will defend. Travis Barker as a drummer is probably one of the best drummers out there. I know. Seen this guy drum a lot, yes. But in I'll all honesty, that. in all reality, for them, it really probably is because it it's them. 20 years yes. old for them. You're right. You, you know, and that's the thing is, <coughs> I'm like, uh, I pay a uh, monthly subscription to pay, um, Spotify. For no ads, unlimited skips. No, 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 no. no. Whew. Wow, now, way to interrupt now me. Now I know who my one OnlyFans subscriber is. <laughs> Keep asking me for feet pictures. Fucking weirdo. Can you bail me down one the dirty socks. He's like, he's like, can you pick that toe jam? Oh, my. What? I lost that. So, I'm done. All right, I got, I, got, I got one last story. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in my neighborhood, the kid I went to high school with, I told you, Sharky. So we knew each other in high school, but we didn't really talk um, because our sports didn't line up, right? Like, he was like a swimmer. Yeah, they, they were fucking original, called us the uh, athletic swimmer, Sharky. Yeah. No, and and, and, and um, I, I can't, never mind. Oh, that, was, that was a good insult. Thanks, Tom. Well, thanks, no. thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I was going to bring up... But I don't want to give away your... Yeah, that's fair. So okay. My, 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 I got my nickname because no one knows how to say my last name. For the most part. I and mean, there were some other things that happened. Hey, in all fairness, I learned how to say yours, your last name from the Penguins. Yeah. So anyways... Um, Who's that? Pascal Dupuy, second cousin. From where? Where's he from? From Canada originally. Yeah. Hey, he played, played for the Penguins, Penguins for... Few years. All right, you're all right. fucking interrupted. Sorry, sorry. I'm running out of fucking time. Again. God damn it. We're not. We're not fucking doing a part three, Tom. Got it. So. Hey, <laughs> Tom's over here taking care of something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, putting money on wait, the OnlyFans. Oh look! Oh shit! My phone just chimed. I got a, a request for two hundred dollars. Tom, I'll be with you shortly. Um, <laughs> so, um, we didn't really know each other. We're sitting there like the last two weeks of school because the neighborhood I grew up in, while it was in the middle of nowhere, there were about 250 houses. Okay? In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Pretty much. So, there was the old section and the new section. He lived in the old section. I lived in the new section. It was far enough away that we didn't bump into each other. Um, and he goes, where are you going to school? And I said, I'm going to Slip Rock. It was like one of the, where's everybody, what's everybody's plans, you know? And he's like, oh, we should be roommates. And I'm like, yeah, okay, dude, we'll be roommates. Flash forward, we end up in the same fraternity. We end up being roommates pretty much the whole way through college. So he comes up to me and goes, dude, I found this amazing apartment. We need to run. And I said, oh, okay. It was on a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> The only redeeming quality was it was halfway between Slippery Rock and the Rock House, which is outside of Slippery Rock. So uh, we could always find rides because everybody's always driving past, right? So one night we were kind of all, we went separate ways and he was hanging out. He worked for UPS, so he was out with the UPS guys. Mm. And the plan was at 12 o'clock, we'll kind of see where we're at and come back to the apartment and go from there. 
And so we're sitting there, we're all drinking. And I look over and there's this little dude sitting next to me, right? Like little dude, like little, a dwarf or a midget little, no, or just no. a real short like, guy? He looked like he was like 16. Oh, all right. So young, young gentleman. He was a young buck, and he, but he was little on top of it. And um, I look oh. over on the porch, I look over at him. Who the fuck are you? I'm Chico. Okay. Chico 35. How the fuck did you get here? Like, this this house is like, there's nothing else around, Chico. How did you get here? I came with some guy. You got any ID? Why? Because you look like you're fucking 12. And he goes, no, dude, I, can't. I work with the guy that lives here. And I'm like, I fucking live here. You don't work with me. <laughs> and he goes, no, the other guy. So I said, all right, let me go find him. So I go in, I'm like, hey, did you bring some little kid named Chico here? And he goes, Chico's like 26, dude. Relax. And I'm like, Chico looks like he's fucking 12. And he goes, no, no, he's fine to go out and talk to him. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So now I'm standing on the porch talking to Chico. And Chico starts staggering, right? And we're talking. And someone's like, hey, Mike. And I turn and I look. And I look back. Chico's fucking gone. <laughs> There's no, there, no Chico. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck happened to Chico? And then I look, and the railing for our deck is gone. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a 20-foot drop. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. So like, Chico's dead. This shit's starting blue. to calculate in my head now, right? Like, holy fuck. You were born blue. Chico, Chico is now I'm like connecting the dots, right? Fucking Chico has fallen off this deck, taking the deck off of or the railing off the deck, so I'm not getting my security deposit back, and is probably dead. <laughs> Which in those days was like what thirty bucks, thirty five. It was it was it was more than an evening. I think she So I was like, holy fuck. So I turn and I'm like, turn the fucking music off. And I turn the music off and I'm like, Chico is fucking dead. And everybody's like, what? And so like, I'm like, look, he was here. I looked away. He wasn't here. The railing's gone. I see his feet sticking out from that bush. Like, someone needs to go down there and check on Chico. Fucking Chico. He was fine, by the way. But that was it. That was it. I was like, Sharky, we are never never having any of your fucking non-college friends here because they cannot handle their alcohol and they're fucking falling face first 20 feet. But that was the night Chico died. He died? No, not really. Oh. If, if he wasn't drunk, he definitely would have died. I... I and then, the, and then we had to deal with the landlords knocking on the door asking what the fuck happened to the shrub. <laughs> I'm Nothing but the railing. The no, we put the railing back up. <laughs> sort of. Oh, Lord. Kind of tied it. And... Uh, enough to a quick glance yeah. make it go. Yeah. It's probably still just zip-tied. Probably. Um, no, because, but now. No, someone's really fallen through and gotten hurt at this point. And, and if that was you... Find Chico, it's his fault. <laughs> so, look, we're at 83, almost 84 minutes on part two. We do need to wrap it up. And hey, uh, listen, and, hold listen. on, hold on, hold on. Before you listen, anybody, 
We need to shout out our boys at Psycho Stick. Oh, fuck. Yes, we do. I almost forgot that. We um, need to. These guys are fucking awesome. Like, right now they're on tour again, but they're not coming any closer in, like, Cincinnati. But we'll let you know when they get close again. These guys, uh, you know, not only sign autographs and shit after the show, but they take, you know, uh, the, the quote unquote minute to actually talk to you. You know, not just a, hey, how you doing? All right, take the picture, get the fuck out of here next. Like, these guys are worth going to see. It's a fun show. And it, it, like I said, they're very personable after the show. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, and Matty D is very personal before their show because he's just... He's nice. We'll just leave it at that. He, um, he's a funny dude. You just should, You should end this with the Beastie Boys. You want to hit us with? We'll hit it with some BC boys. Tom. <clears throat> Tom, cue something. BC is like. The greatest BC boys story and song in the world is uh, Paul Revere, I'm just saying. Yeah, because it. Has uh, me. I'm in it. Yeah, you're in it. And uh, trust me, I know this because. Because I see that. Out of nowhere, like, he'll skip the entire first third of the song. That part comes on. He's doing the mic dance around the pool oh, table yeah. and singing it, and then shuts up and stands still. Until, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know my role. So, uh, wait, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> just growled out of nowhere. I know she did. What? Do, just uh, it's, got, it's the party one, brother. It's got to be the party. Um. So, just be nice to people, man. Like. Just seriously, like, and Tom and I talk about this all the time. Like, he'll be like, you, how, what are you doing today? Ah, nothing. You are? And he goes, well, how you feeling? You all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. He always follows that up with a question. Like, if, if you ask a guy, especially guys, because we've been told and raised not to have feelings, not to have emotion. We're, we're the provider. We're the rock. We're whatever. What? Okay, I see you rolling your eyes. No, uh, no. no. I- mo- most guys. Oh, no. We're running out of time. Um, oh, shit. Four minutes. Just just check up on people. Whether you're a guy or a girl, right? You know right. your friends. You know, you even, know. even not even... Not only your friends. I, I've said this a million times before. I'll say it again a million times before I die. A simple smile and hi to a stranger can go a million fucking miles. You like something about their clothes or their hair or whatever. Tell them. You never know. They may be having a real shit day. I like your ring, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that. I, 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 news, Kirk. Put your carts away, people. We'll see you next hold Friday. On, hold on. You asked for something, but I got to get to the uh, point in the music video where it starts. <laughs> All right, well, we're waiting for the uh, DJ to cue the exit song. Um, share, share us. Follow us on Facebook. We post the episodes. Share them. Get your friends to listen. We're on a push right now to 500 subscribers. We, we really want to see that happen. We're also pushing for 200 Facebook people. We're getting close. We're at 168. So help us get there. Are we ready? We are ready. All right, the DJ's back. Hit it.
Although you guys cannot see it, Kurt and the witch are laughing at Mike and Tom rocking the fuck out. No, the witch is actually rocking out too, but Tom's rocking out too much to see that. World champion! before we get sued. Yeah, people, we are out of here. We love you. Be kind. Hold the door. Smile and wave to a stranger. Are you done? Night. We'll, we'll see you next Friday. Dude, that was...